My name is Blaine Price. I'm a senior lecturer in computing at the Open University. I went to Bletchley Park to the National Museum of Computing to meet with Simon Lavington, author of the latest book on Turing, Turing and his contemporaries. As computer scientists, we usually consider Alan Turing to be one of the fathers of computer science and a major contributor to modern computing. I asked Simon what was his view. Well, I think you're right in saying Turing it was one of the fathers. Some people would say the uncle. He was not the father, but、uh, undoubtedly a brilliant person who made a significant contribution. What can you tell us about what he did at Bletchley Park and how that relates to modern computing or things we find in computers today? Personally, I think that what Turing did at Bletchley Park doesn't relate too much to modern computers. I think Turing's main contribution、uh, at Bletchley Park was to encourage the code crackers to think in terms of statistics. Turing at Bletchley Park was called the Prof. He was the person to whom everybody else went when they had a particularly sticky problem. But this was about cryptanalysis. It was not about、uh, how to design computers. What about some of his、uh, his papers on、mm. Turing machines and the way they relate to the modern architecture of computers today?、Mm. Well, his most significant publication in that sense was in 1936, and as you probably know, he conceived of this idea of a universal. Computer. It was a thought experiment, really, that helped one to think about computability and some deeply philosophical problems in mathematics. And certainly, this was a most fundamental paper. However, I don't think it had very much influence per se on the people who actually started to build modern computers after the war. In terms of、uh, modern computer science and the way、mm. people have designed algorithms and studied software today, how would you place his contribution of the Turing machine and computability? Software engineering only really started to gain momentum in the 1960s, which, of course, was rather a long time after Turing did his fundamental work in 1936. This is not to say that Turing's paper was not important. It's just to say that its impact on computer science, rather than its impact on mathematical logic, came later, and I think this is this is characteristic of a lot of what Turing did at the time of writing a paper, for example, the morphogenesis paper or his paper on intelligent machinery. The impact at the time was rather small. It's only later that people have begun to see the wisdom in his words. You've mentioned a couple of his other works there, so let's just discuss them a bit. One was the idea of intelligence、mm -hmm. and its contribution to what we understand today as the subfield of artificial intelligence.、Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit about his paper, what he wrote about, and how those ideas are are understood today and how they're translated today? Well, I guess the paper you're referring to is the one that resulted from a discussion in 1949 in Manchester with the philosophy department when. The great and good of the philosophical community of the day met together with Turing and other computer builders to discuss the question of can computers think, and、uh, as a result of that, Turing wrote a paper in which he、um, devised this game, almost a, a little test, to put clarity into what is meant by human thought. 
and thinking like a human being. And his little game, as you probably know, was to imagine an observer communicating through to a room next door, communicating either with a machine or with another human being, and the observer, by questioning the person or machine next door, has to decide whether he or she is talking to a machine or another human being. And the particular test that Turing devised was that the observer, by asking various questions, had to determine whether the person or machine in the next room was male or female. And I think it's what, what has uh, hung on that test and been developed from that test that nowadays fascinates uh, those who study artificial intelligence. And what do you think the relevance of the Turing test is to actually determining whether a machine is intelligent or not? Well, I think uh, his contribution to philosophical debate was quite valid at the time amongst the small community of academics, but its impact on practical software didn't come until later. What about, uh, do you know about his work on uh, devising or, or theorising about a computer being able to play chess? Really? Well, game playing was one of the challenges of mechanical thought processes, yes, and I think Turing began puzzling about this whilst he was at Bletchley Park, i.e. a long time before computers as such came into being. How would you summarise his contribution for science in general? I have to say that... Uh, I'm a little bit cautious, especially in this year, the centenary of his birth. I'm a little cautious at ascribing too much to Turing. It is tempting to say that we owe the whole of modern computing to one person. I think that's far from the truth. Turing was one of several people on both sides of the Atlantic who was working within groups, research groups, in laboratories, all trying to produce the first working universal stored program computer. And in fact, many such machines burst into life in the late 1940s. The particular machine that Turing inspired was not the first one. It was an interesting one. It was not the first one, nor indeed was its design very much like all the others. But then individuality one would expect from Turing, wouldn't one? Simon, can you describe for us how you see Turing's legacy? Today, I see his Turing's legacy as a, a national, perhaps even an international treasure. But I think it's important to realise that at the time of his death in 1954, I think he was roughly without a legacy. People were taken aback, horrified perhaps, by his sudden death. And after all, he'd been working more or less alone for the last couple of years of his life. And I think at that point in the 1950s, there was not really a Turing legacy. And it was only 10, 20 years after his death when we began to know about what went on at Bletchley Park, when theoretical computer scientists took up Turing's ideas on computability, and when the artificial intelligent people took up Turing's ideas on uh, artificial thinking machines, uh, mechanical thought, Gradually, gradually, Turing, as it were, blossomed into uh, a hero of the scientific world. But it wasn't always like that. Thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.